1: Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. The job of the military is to protect and defend America. It's not to respect your pronouns, it's not to be woke, and it's certainly not to push critical race theory on unwilling recruits, but that is where we are today in 2021. The woke era has caught up with the United States military, and it will eventually destroy it if we don't stand up to it. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. Okay, so look, let me start by telling you what the job of the military is, and I think that... I am more or less qualified to speak as to what the job of the United States military is because I am a military veteran. I served five years in the US Army, including two tours in the Middle East, one of which was in Iraq. So the job of the United States military has always been to protect and defend America, full stop. You know, it's gonna be—it's gonna come as a surprise um, to a lot of people in the woke crowd. A lot of people who think that the biggest threat that America faces is white supremacy and lack of equity and all of this other stuff. All of these things that you know, these critical race theory morons and, and these you know failed liberal art students—you know—trot around to the mainstream news cable networks and try to act as if they're important but no 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 the biggest threat to america right now is the enemies of america that means people like china that means people like russia that means the enemies of america that would like to see nothing more than this speech destroyed they would like nothing more than to see all of us destroyed they would like nothing more than to see america cease to be the dominant superpower in the world Okay? So the job of the United States military is to protect America from these people. It is to recruit people that are the strongest, not the blackest or or the most lesbian or the most trans or anything like that, but the people that are the strongest mentally, physically, emotionally, to protect America from this threat. Because America does face threats from all over the world every single day. So that is the job of the United States military. And look, I want to tell you what it is like to actually serve as a soldier. One of the biggest reasons that as a country, we are so divided. And as Americans, we are so deeply spoiled, because I have to tell you that Americans, we are some spoiled people. We are so spoiled that there are people that are just literally creating um, problems out of nowhere. And the reason, like I said, that we're so divided, the reason that we're so spoiled is is that so few people actually serve in the military. So few people even come from a military family. So few people even know of anybody that is serving. So what it is like to actually serve as a soldier is you will get tested physically, mentally, and emotionally um, a lot of the time. I have a book called Always a Soldier that if you guys haven't picked up, you should pick it up. Uh, This is my experience of joining the military at 17 years old, going, uh, going on two deployments, seeing combat, the whole thing. And to actually serve as a soldier, in, in my basic training experience was definitely to be broken down physically and mentally and emotionally. The point is for you to be broken down until something new and much stronger and, and much more um, just something that is much more indestructible will replace it. And and that is what it's like to do the basic training experience, what it's actually like to serve as a soldier, is to put America first, to know that you are basically owned by the United States military. You were basically owned. I was owned by the army for a good five years. And my job was to protect and defend the military. I was an infantryman. right? So there are a lot of people in the military, and this is no disrespect or, or shade to them or anything like that. There are some people that are pack clerks. There are some people that are cooks. There are some people that do supply. There's a lot of different people that do a lot of different things in the military. I was an infantryman. So what that means is that I am on the front lines. When I went to Iraq, I was serving on the ground in Iraq, in Baghdad, in Samara, in Riyadh, in all of these different places. I carried my M two forty nine machine gun. Um, you know, did the stack. You know, took down buildings. That whole thing. I did all of that stuff. And what it's like to actually serve as a soldier is something that is being subverted and I think um, torn down by a lot of different. Uh, bad actors that have made the military their sort of ground zero for all of this woke stuff. And, And I'll get into them a little bit later in this episode. But to serve as a soldier is to know that you are ready to put your life on the line for America at any moment. And one of the reasons that I feel so strongly and fiercely about America, one of the reasons that I'm such an advocate for America, one of the reasons that this was allowed to develop within me is because I have this, that that experience of serving in the United States military. And so now I have to say, before we get into you know the woke stuff that is tearing the military up right now, the woke stuff that I think will destroy the, the military if we don't stand strong against it. You have to answer the question, I have to answer the question. So does the military have racism, sexism, homophobia? Absolutely. It is a microcosm of American society. I have never once said that these are things that do not exist in American society, and they do exist within the military. Absolutely. But it does not define the military. It does not define the millions of active duty troops we have right now. And when it does happen, it happens in such small numbers, and it is immediately rooted out. And I can tell you stories about that stuff, not anything in particular that happened to me, um, but but things that I've saw and, and stories that I've heard. When some, you know, when a soldier drops a racial slur or something like that happens, you know, they're out of there. They get an Article 15. People don't want to lead these soldiers. People don't want to serve with these soldiers. It is not a thing in the United States military. It does not define the military. And I think what a lot of the woke crowd is missing right now when they talk about American imperialism and how we're so awful and how the military needs to be purged of white supremacy and all of this other stuff is that they don't understand. And you can always tell who has some real experience in the military and who does not because the military itself is one of, if not the most diverse experiences I have ever worked in. There were black people, white people, Latino people, Asian people. Uh, The only black boss that I have ever had in my career until I became my own boss when I went into business for myself, but the only black boss that I had was in the military. You know, our first sergeant, our command sergeant major was black. A lot of enlisted soldiers are black. I think it's something somewhere along the lines of 20 to 30%. Um, African Americans, black Americans are overrepresented. In the United States military, as opposed to how much of a part of the American population we are, you know, roughly around 12, 13%. And the reason I believe is this the military offers a major opportunity for anybody who wants to work hard, for anybody who wants to either serve their country, to join because they want to serve their country, or because they may have. Limited opportunities from where they come from. And there is nothing wrong with the soldiers that serve because they come from places with limited opportunities. I'm very open about the fact, especially in my book, I joined the military at 17 years old. You know, now I didn't have some, you know, enormous just love for America and desire to serve my country at 17 years old. I was a kid. That's something that thankfully developed while I was serving. But I initially joined the military because it was like I wasn't going to go to college. Um, I don't come from college graduates. I'm the first person in my family to go to college. I didn't do that until afterwards. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what else there was out there for me, but I knew that the military existed in order for me to see the world, in order for me to travel, in order for me to broaden my horizons, in order for me to do something a little bit different with my life. And that opportunity that I took via the United States military is an opportunity that millions of young men and women take every single year. It is a true meritocracy. When I was challenged, uh, when I had to go get my marksman badge, or whether I had to do when I had to do road marches, whether I had to do had to get my uh, blue cord after basic training. The blue cord is what identifies an infantryman, which is what I was, am, because you're always an infantryman. This was a pure meritocracy. Okay, it wasn't about how you know, what, what um, identity group I belong to, or what my pronouns were, or what I identified as, or what the color of my skin was, or my sexual orientation was, or anything like that, it was, can you make this road march? Can you shoot this weapon to the highest of your ability? Are you able to protect and defend your fellow troops as well as America when they come under harm's way? And yes, I was able to do that. When I was serving in Iraq, I served with soldiers that were Black, White, Latino, Asian, and the thing that bound us all together was the fact that we were all Americans. When I was in Iraq, the way that people look at you when you are serving in Iraq, the way the Iraqi people look at you, they look at you as if you are an American. They see that American flag on your shoulder. That is what they see on your uniform. They don't say that you're black or that you're white or that you're this or that you're that. And why I'm so perturbed and why I'm so disturbed about what's going on right now in terms of the bad actors infiltrating the military right now and infiltrating the the training and and all of the stuff is they're destroying everything that was built, because it was the one part of society where this stuff did not matter. A lot of people ask me before I before I get into the woke stuff. A lot of people ask me because they know you know I'm, I'm gay, and they know I actually fought for the right of gay and lesbian soldiers to serve openly. It used to be illegal for gay and lesbian ser- soldiers to serve when I was in. If I would have come out um, as gay, I would have immediately been discharged. did not matter, right? So it didn't matter how good I was. It didn't matter how good a soldier I was. It didn't matter that I did not break laws. I wasn't Article Fifteen, anything like that. Just being gay was enough to get me kicked out. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of my 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 hater fans on the left, gotta love them. But they say, "Well, how is what's going on in the military right now with them? You know, uh, with the, all the woke stuff that they say. You know, they they use my terminology. Well, how is this any different from when they desegregated the military or when they allowed gays and lesbians to serve openly?" And I'll tell you quite simply how it's different, because when the military was desegregated, it they didn't say. We have to have all of this training about how different black soldiers are and like all these affinity groups and all that stuff. They just said, hey, black soldiers are here. Deal with it, recruits. When gay and lesbian soldiers were allowed to serve openly, there wasn't all this training about, oh, my God, what are people going to do? How are they going to interact with gay and lesbian soldiers? No, it just happened. Now, what is actually happening in the military right now is that... Hyperpartisan partisan people that have critical race theory and, and wokeness and all of this other stuff are using that stuff and they're pushing it on military members and this is the kind of stuff that weakens the military. Now what is actually happening in the military and the kinds of woke crazies who are now posted at the highest levels of the Pentagon will surprise you. And we're gonna get into that after the break. So I wanna introduce you to somebody that you may have heard of. There's a man named Bishop Garrison. His title right now is the Senior Advisor to the Secretary of Defense for Diversity and Inclusion. It's a big title. That's a powerful man. Now, before all of this stuff, Bishop Garrison who you may have heard on you may have heard about him on, on Tucker Carlson, you may have heard about him on uh, Pete Hegseth on uh, Fox News primetime I remember I did a uh, I did a segment a couple weeks back where where Pete Hegseth, Hegseth kind of broke this down And I didn't see a a whole lot about it in the media. So that's why I really wanted to bring him up. And I really wanted to break down because he is so indicative of what is going on with this woke culture in the military. And I know a lot of you guys listening, you know, you guys are not watching all the Fox News hits and you're not watching everything like that. So I want to let you know what's going on. So before Bishop Garrison. Became the senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense for Diversity and Inclusion. He was just your run of the mill, you know, black leftist that was all over MSNBC and CNN talking about wokeness and white supremacy and white supremacy culture and all of that stuff. He was um, the co founder and president of, of something called the Rainey Center for Public Policy in DC. I don't. You probably have no idea what that is, but it's you know, it's one of the DC think tanks. You know, they get a little funding, they they run around talking about white supremacy and wokeness and all that stuff for some reason. You know, they get a blue check mark, and then they're deemed as important, so they can go spew their filth on the mainstream media. So in his MSNBC contributor days, he says that being a Trump supporter makes you a racist, misogynist, and an extremist. Okay? So this is something that he thinks about 70 million, 75 million people that voted for Donald Trump. They are all racists. They are all misogynists. They are all extremists. So what does that have to do with the military? And what does that have to do with where he is right now? Well, now, as now senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense for Diversity and Inclusion, he is the head of something that is called the Countering Extremism Working Group. So what this is, and this is, you know, this is reporting that's coming from my friends at uh, Revolver News. The CEWG will function as a basically a de facto opinion police for Pentagon personnel on a permanent go-forward basis, right? So they are basically going to be screening people who enter into service at the Pentagon. Now the CEWG's first tasks will be to change the Pentagon's definition of extremism, to stop Pentagon personnel from being recruited by quote unquote extremist groups, and to beef up personnel screening to better detect hidden quote extremist beliefs. So what does that mean? If you guys have been listening to me, you know that I have been very critical of this massive push that is coming from the left to try to define 75 million people that voted for Donald Trump or voted for other Republicans or just your run of the mill center right conservatives as racist, white supremacists, etc. Especially the ones that were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And now, the reason I've been so against that and the reason that they are working so diligently to define all of these people as these things is because it gives them political power to root out people that may not fit with their agenda. And you have to understand, when they talk about beefing up personnel screening to better detect hidden, quote unquote, extremist beliefs, they are talking about anyone that applies to a position in in the Biden administration's Pentagon, or anybody and this is filtering down into the military ranks as well, anybody that wants to join the military who may have tweeted support for for Donald Trump or conservative beliefs or anything like that, that may have said something nonsensical on Facebook, they are gonna look at all of this stuff. So if you're in the military, it means that his CEWG will probably scour your internet history. And it says, according to this document, Um, that was obtained by Revolver News, that they're going to make sure that they are targeting gray areas such as reading, following, and liking extremist material and content in social media forums and platforms. Now, if that makes you very frightened, if that chills you, it should. Because what does extremist material even mean? What are extremist beliefs? And what are extremist materials? Well, you don't know because they do not define these things, but you can just about guess that extremist beliefs and extremist materials are things like America's greatest country in history, America needs to be protected, protecting free speech, making sure that America is a superpower. I do some work for an organization called Turning Point USA. Turning Point USA is very scary to the left because turning point usa has managed to make conservative cool conservatism cool among young people we have a bunch of contributors gay you know straight black white latino asian whatever and our goal like the thing that brings us together at turning point usa is is a lot of the same things that brought me together with my soldiers in the military we are brought together by a love for america a love for country um in an embrace of conservative or republican values. Now, to the hard left, to the radical left, even being a part of a group like Turning Point USA would constitute extremist beliefs and extremist materials. They have already said this stuff publicly, that groups like Turning Point USA and other ones, they're extremists. I've had Um, you know, people call me Nazi, white supremacist. People, I go, um, do a speaking engagement on a college campus and they, they, you know, they, uh, they smear the the location with flyers that say I'm a white supremacist and things like that. And so, this idea of extremism, uh, being weaponized by the left, because, like I said, this gives them political power. And the scary thing about this is that from the military to the Pentagon to these operations, these are things that are supposed to protect and defend America. There are hyper-partisans that are being put in place by the Biden administration, like Bishop Garrison, and their job is to root out anybody that is not liberal, anybody that is not probably leftist, anybody that probably doesn't have BLM in their pronouns in their social media handles. And so when you talk about extremism, when you talk about all these things, listen to what. Some of the things that this guy had to say on twitter before he got this amazing post he said white nationalism is now and will continue to be a major issue for the u.s military until our leaders demonstrate the want desire and political will to address it head on racism is an existential threat to our country our leaders must engage it head on as it provides a substantial risk to our national security Having graduated from the academy and served in the military, I know firsthand racism has existed in both, and a lot of people played the circle game a couple of decades before it was co-opted by white nationalism. So this is the person that is now the senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense for Diversity and Inclusion. This is somebody that... It's very far left. This is somebody that actually hates the military. This is very strange. This is somebody that has served in the military yet has been completely radicalized you know, by the far left on Twitter or whatever, and now is completely subverting it in the Pentagon and everything else with this position. And so you have to realize what a threat this is. This even goes beyond the idea and the fact that they want, you know, military recruits to read uh, Ibram X. Kendi, How to Be an Anti-Racist. So they want them to read. This is put on their reading list. you know, when they when they join the military. And so now all of the, the CRT and the Marxist stuff and all of that stuff. But this stuff goes far beyond that. And let me tell you something. This is what they're truly afraid of. They're truly afraid That and and I do believe, and I'm telling you guys, I don't get into the Marxist stuff and I don't get into all of that stuff or anything like that, but I'm telling you guys, these are communists, these are socialists. Okay, they've already told you who they are, what the what the far left believes. They have told you that they're democratic socialists, there is no democratic socialism, there is just socialism, and socialism is communism. And so they know that if our military is is training young men and women who love America, who support America, who have Republican and conservative beliefs, and they decide to get out of the military one day, if they decide to go into the civilian sector and do whatever, these are the people that are going to be the front lines if it ever really gets down to the communists. Like, you Think about the things that they're trying to do. They're trying to take away your weapons. They're trying to make government bad. They're trying to infiltrate the military with all of this stuff, all of this far left-wing ideology. This is what they are trying to do. So they are trying to purge the United States military of basically anybody with with any real loyalty to America, to the Constitution, to Republican and conservative values. And that is a huge threat to the military because that is not what it is here for, like I said. And the more they keep spending this time on all of this stuff, the more our enemies laugh at us. I am telling you, they laugh at us. Luckily. And thank God, thank God some brave people are speaking out against this and about this, but it is costing them their jobs. And I'm going to tell you about one of these people right after the break. So guys, this wokeism in this woke culture has a chilling effect on free speech, even in the military. Like what I told you in the last segment, I believe that the idea is for it to stifle speech. The only speech that they want to hear from these people is speech that goes along with the radical left-wing agenda. And like I said, even in the military, some of these people are silenced. I want you to listen to this man, Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer. He was commander of the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Force Base in Colorado until he was relieved of that post because he wrote a book in, called Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmasking of the American Military that criticized the entrenchment of liberal ideology in the United States military. He's basically saying that Marxism and Marxist culture and far left wokeism and all of this stuff, now that it, is, it has infiltrated our media, our entertainment industry, the television shows you watch, our public school system, um, our college education system, corporate America, now that it is infiltrated pretty much every aspect of American life with stunning speed, thanks to social media, thanks to our big tech overlords, thanks to the left just knowing how to use social media, they're always they're always quicker on it than Republicans. Now it is infiltrating the military. And I want you to listen to what he had to say to Sean Hannity about what he saw and why he was relieved of his duty.
0: What happened? is I began noticing some time ago, and not just in the past few months, but over the past several years, uh, an increasing relevance of what I a Marxist ideology parading around by other names. Uh, the Defense Secretary in February, I think it was February 5th of this year, uh, called for an extremism down day and issued a guidance memorandum to all service members. And in the guidance memorandum, he basically gave an injunction to every service member to combat extremist ideologies within the force where they saw them, and to take it upon ourselves to protect one another and to speak up and educate one another about extremist ideologies when we discovered them causing divisions within the force. And that's me you, paraphrasing the guidance memorandum. So I, I include that in the introduction to the book as well. Okay, so you had recognized the narratives as being Marxist in nature, your words, not mine. And also, you mm-hmm. said it teaches intensive teaching that I heard at the base at a time the Constitution ratified the U.S., codified white supremacy as the law of the land, uh, Are are they not aware that uh, we fought a civil war, that the 64, 65 Civil Rights Act, Voting Rights Act, that Joe Biden's friend, by the way, filibustered? uh, Side note, uh, while not perfect, we have made incredible strides, have incredible more to go uh, towards a more perfect union. Is that not recognized at all? I think it is recognized. And I think, you know, one of the things the Defense Department does very well is make it very clear that we've got zero tolerance for discrimination of any kind based on race, uh, sex, politics, religion, etc. that's standard. and, And so that's the standard, right? And so to that end, I've made that very clear to my own people that in the light of a hyper-politicized environment that I've seen since taking command, and I'm no longer in command, uh, I will not tolerate any discrimination of any kind based on politics, for example. And so let me give you one example of what I saw uh, in the past ten months when I was in command of a unit. Uh, There were videos being sent out to every base uh, service member that we were asked to watch in preparation for our extremism down days and uh, discussions on race in which we were taught that the country was evil, that it was founded in 1619 and not 1776, and that whites are inherently evil. And so I speak up against those things in
1: my book. So there is a lot of stuff going on in there. And this is somebody that was relieved of his post because he spoke out against that. But it's, it's actually really shocking to me. You know, the 1619 Project, you've heard the 1619 Project. It, you know, it, it's, it kind of tries to rewrite American history and say that, oh, America was really founded, you know, because of, uh, during slavery and all of that stuff. Um, the fact that that is being taught or being discussed and, and that stuff is being shared in the United States military is actually crazy to me. Uh, because it has no place in it. But yet this person, out. this Lieutenant Colonel, speaked out, uh, spoke out and was fired because of that. And so this is all there. And the thing about it is, and the craziest thing about this is, is that we are just now starting to figure this out, which means that it's probably been happening for the better part of a decade. When we talk about the critical race theory uh, crazies, and we talk about the Wokies, and we talk about all of that stuff, you have to understand that When you indoctrinate a military unit, and when you indoctrinate military culture with this stuff, it does nothing but separate the soldiers that are supposed to serve together. The relationship that you will have with your fellow soldiers, particularly during a deployment, will be one of the most intimate relationships you ever have with anybody in your life, because that is somebody that literally has your life in their hands, and you have their life in your hands at any moment. There's no need um, to, to listen to CRT stuff that is going to divide people. There's no need to be watching videos about how inherently evil white people are. This stuff has no place in the military. And like I said, this stuff will absolutely destroy it. It will destroy the military if we don't stand up to it. And you have to understand how dangerous this is to America. You have to understand what our enemies see when they look at this stuff there was a comparison that went viral. As a matter of fact, you have to understand what our enemies see when they look at this stuff. And I want you to listen to one more thing. And this is an ad that was roundly ridiculed. It was ridiculed so much from the US Army. It was ridiculed so much that the comments from this ad are turned off on YouTube. And if you have not seen this, you have to listen to it, It, but you have to watch the video. It must be seen and be believed because this is actually a cartoon. This is a recruitment commercial that is presented in the form of a cartoon for the United States Army. So you have to understand that when this far left woke stuff and when the CRT stuff and all of that stuff takes hold, this is where this stuff leads. So I want you to listen to this Army ad.
2: This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California, with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet, eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling.
1: Okay, and let me tell you guys something. When you watch the ad, it's even worse because it's a cartoon. And this is look, this is no disrespect to, to this uh, this corporal. It just you know there were a lot of people that were attacking her. It was just like what it represents. Is the problem? Who cares that she has two moms? She marched for equality. Who cares? Who cares? A, a sorority girl stereotype. But and the question is, what kinds of people is the U.S. Army trying to recruit right now? And you know, earlier, um, you know, uh, earlier this week there was a. a A thing that went a little viral so it was a russian military ad and it was side by side with this one now this russian military ad has got this badass that's like shaved head you know he's jumping out of airplanes he's doing push-ups he's super above all of this stuff blah 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 like that's what a russian military ad is trying to recruit and so what this u.s woke army um cartoon is trying to recruit who exactly to do what because she fought for equality and she has lesbian moms, who cares? And this is the issue right now. And it's not only that this far left woke stuff is hurting the military in terms of it is separating people from one another because it's become as identity obsessed as the rest of our society. But other countries, countries that are our adversaries, countries like Russia, countries like China, they see this stuff and they laugh at us. In fact, China has instituted a masculinity program in order to fight against stuff like this so that they can be strong. And I'm telling you, if we keep on going in this direction... If we keep on letting the far-left woke culture and wokeism pretty much dictate every aspect of our society, up to and including now the military, we will cease to be the most dominant force in the world. It will just cease to happen. This is how it starts. As a matter of fact, no, it has already started and it has probably been going on for the better part of a decade, but this is what it is now. And if you listen to me and you're an active duty soldier and you're serving, resist this with all your might. If you've got family members or, 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 or relatives or anybody that is thinking about joining the military and that are put off by this because they are not this person, tell them to join. Because we need strong soldiers. We need a strong military for a strong America. What we don't need is Lieutenant Corporal so-and-so has two mommies in March for Equality, so now let's go ahead and try to recruit more idiots like this into the military. More identitarians, more people who are so obsessed with their skin color and their race and fighting for equality and all of that other stuff, that they now have to come infect the United States military with their poison. We do not need that. And like I said, if this continues happening, the United States and the United States army will cease to become the dominant force in the world. But to the socialists and and the the communists that that are basically in charge right now in the Biden administration, this is what they want. You have to realize that these people hate America. They hate America and they will do anything to subvert it as a dominant force. These are the people that say America was never great. These are the people that say America is racist, misogynistic, homophobic. These are the people say that America was not founded in 1776. It was founded in 1619 because of slavery. These people hate America and they will destroy the United States military in order to destroy America in order to destroy our status as the most dominant force in the world. And if we do not stand up against this, if we do not spread some sunlight so that all the cockroaches scurry and that everyone knows exactly what they are doing, then the military will be yet another institution that has fallen to leftism. And when the United States military, the United States Army, Marine, Air Force, Navy, when it falls to leftism, America will fall. Wokeness is hurting the United States military. And if we don't stand strong against it and shine a light on it right now, it will destroy it. And America itself will not be too far behind.